things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> My guest today is the current WBC, WBA, and IBF welterweight champion of the world. He's undefeated at 28-0 with 22 knockouts. He's preparing for the biggest fight of his career this Saturday night. T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada versus the one and only Terrence Crawford. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the truth himself, Errol Spence Jr. What's going on, big time? How are you, man? How's everything? Good. Just got out the gym, man. Been working hard. Last few days been training, getting ready for the weigh-in, but everything good. How how nightmarish is it to work and train leading up to that weigh-in before the fight? I'm talking about getting to the weigh-in compared to walking that aisle or stepping to the ring. Explain for folks who don't really, really know boxing the difference between the two four fighters. Um, it's kind of hard, but, but right now I got I got dietitians, nutritionists. So that makes it a lot easier to go through the way in. Make sure you drink water. Make sure you eat right. Get the right nutrients. So actually, the way in is way better now than it used to be. I've been doing it by myself a long time, so it's been a struggle to make weight. So when you say you've been struggling to make the weight, what has your struggles been like this time compared to times in the past to make weight for this fight? I'm only asking that question because we're seeing video of Terrence Crawford ripped up and cut up on, on, on Instagram or whatever social media platform he was on where clearly he's ready to go at the 147 pound, uh, pound limit. What about yourself? I'm ready to go. One thing about me, I never miss weight. I always made weight. Well, listen, I got my arms out just a little bit here to show you. I listened to you when you told me to get off. You was one of those people that told me to get off those crunch berries and stop eating so much damn bread and all of that other stuff. You said, Stevie, you can't do it. You told me that years ago. So I've been listening to you, Errol. I've been listening to you, okay? But I got to ask you this. I, I, I mean, I'm looking at you preparing, leading up to this fight. And I must confess I've seen, you've never been a real talker, not that you are now. You just go in the ring and you handle your business. Am I right in saying that there's a little, I don't want to say animosity, but clear agitation when it comes to this particular fight against Terrence Crawford, where it's not just about winning. It appears that you have this aspiration to shut him up. He's never been a talker himself, but he appears to be one when it comes to you. Am I reading that correctly? Uh, definitely. I think it's just competitiveness. He's rated as, some people have him rated as one of the best welterweights. I got three built. He got one built, and they still rate him higher in the pound for pound rankings, even though I fought the better competition. So it's certain things like that and just how long it took to get this fight made. Um, but I just want to show everybody that I'm not just the best 147-pounder in the world. Um, the best fighter in the world, period. Do you think, um, when you look at this fight, when you and I talked months ago, you talked about how you felt this fight 
was going to be arguably the biggest welterweight fight in history. And I said, wait a minute now, we got Sugar Ray Leonard. Tommy the Hitman Hearns. We had Hearns versus uh, Roberto Duran. We, we, I mean, we. I remember Wilfredo Benitez going up against Sugar Ray. We've seen a lot of great welterweight fights throughout history, and I'm saying this one is going to rank right up there with the best of them. Why do you feel oh, that? Definitely, way? I feel like this is the modern day of those fights: the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Marvin Hagler, the Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran, or Kings era. You just look at his mentality and my mentality. We got the same mentality as the old school fighters. We don't back down. If I push him, he's going to push me harder. He can push me, he going to push back harder. So I think it's only you know, a recipe for a great fight with just our mentality and our abilities. Are you going to knock him out? If if it comes, definitely go and try to too. How did you prepare differently for this fight compared to other fights in your career? And what would the audience see differently from you than we've been seeing in your first 28 victories, if anything at all? I don't want to say too much, but uh, I'm already super active. So I'm not going to say be more active, but uh, a bit more precise and constant with my defense. And uh, never just looking off doing something crazy like I did in the you guys fight where I had looked off and got hit with a shot because my mouthpiece was down. I was trying to pick it up. That's why you were laughing? Is that why you were laughing? Because your mouthpiece fell out? Because I'm like, why is he laughing? I mean, you didn't seem hurt to me. You seemed like you were laughing, looking for something that fell out your mouth. What What was that about? I thought my, because um, I had a, um, I had a partial in my mouth because due to my car crash, okay. I, had, um, I had a partial. So right. right these, like four, I had to put some in my mouth. Like every, every day I, I put glue in it and stick it in my mouth. So... And for wow. that day, usually I take it out. But that fight, I put it in. Danny Garcia fight took it out. But this fight, <laughs> I stuck it in. And I thought when he right. punched me and my mouthpiece came out, I thought my teeth came out with it. So I went out wow. and I looked because <laughs> I'm in shock. I'm like, man, I hope my teeth didn't, didn't come out. And then I'm feeling for man, when it's going to hit me with the shot. And then I find the ropes. <laughs> and then I lick my, my mouth. And then I see it still in, and that's why I smile because I'm like, okay, I'm good now. Because my teeth fell. Right. So you thought, so you, you you thought your tooth came out, and we was gonna see a toothless Errol Spence Jr. That's what you were saying. That's tooth, what you're saying, teeth. right? <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought my, I thought my fell out. So man, I was I was gonna be mean there where I was gonna be all over social media. So I was just trying to make sure that my teeth didn't fall out, and upon that. This man, he hit me, and then when I fell on the mm. roast and I licked my mouth, it was still in. So that's yeah. why I smiled. I got you. It's the summer, but that doesn't mean you can just slack off. In fact, this is the time to get ahead if you're hiring. While others are kicking back and relaxing, you could be finding your next amazing teammate. So if you're hiring, lean on Indeed to build your team. There's no I in team, but there is an Indeed, and they'll build up that team fast. That's because they're the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place with powerful tools to help you do it all. And someone moves fast, so Indeed does too. They get you one step closer to immediately hiring your new colleagues by matching you with quality candidates instantly. That's why more than 3 million businesses rely on the power of Indeed. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com 
slash SAS. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash SAS. Just go to Indeed.com slash SAS and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash SAS. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As a fighter, as a champion, you know this better than a lot of people, but educate our audience from this perspective. Is it better to walk into a, con- a fight, particularly one of this magnitude, supremely confident or absolutely desperate and petrified of losing so that fear could work to your advantage? Do you have any idea which is the better attitude to have? Um, I think, I really think, you know, my motto is never too high, never too low. You know, even kill that, you know, that's my motto, even kill. Um, you can, because some people can be overconfident and that's how a lot of people get knocked out and, or that's how people get caught. So even if you're confident, you still got to be cognizant, and, you know, of your defense because you got our eight-ounce gloves and the other guy got our eight-ounce gloves too. And that's a grown man that's not a little kid. So you can be confident, but you still have to make sure that that she's still on point and that everything's right because you can get caught with a shot that you don't see or you just being too cocky. I've seen a lot where guys get knocked out because they're being too cocky and, you know, they don't think the dude can beat them, then they end up getting knocked out cold. So you be confident, but you still got to be on point. Just like Floyd Mayweather, he's he's the most confident boxer probably there was, but he was still on point where his defense and offense and everything was on point where he trained so hard. His model was hard work dedication. So he didn't come into the fight, you know, half stepping or thinking, oh, this dude now my level. Even if he thought he wasn't on your level, he still was training hard. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Last couple of questions for the champion, uh, Errol Spence Jr. Um, I'm thinking about it from this perspective. I'm watching this. I'm thinking about this fight. And if you were to win this fight, what do you believe it will do for your career? If you were to lose this fight, what do you believe it will do to your career? Um, you know, even if I lose this fight, I think it's about how you lose a fight. Even if I win a fight, it's about how I win the fight. You know, I, um, it's the same thing with him. You know, I feel like, you know, it's about how you win and how you lose. You know, if you lose and go out on your shield and, you know, and give it your all, then, you know, of course people are going to, you know, you're going to have your head quiz and people say it's still crazy. But people are going to respect you for it. And uh, it's all about how you win. You can win and run around the ring and, you know, not getting caught, and then people still laugh at you and complain. But, you know, if you fight a good fight and look good and look sharp and you win, you look great. And I think it'll definitely um, boost my, you know, career if I win, when I win this fight. And um, if I lose, you know, it's just how you lose. But um, I don't see myself losing at all in this fight. Sean Porter, again, who you both beat, was recently on social media and he called you a commander in chief. You go into the ring and essentially you figure out 
how you're going to beat somebody and you methodically go about the business of, of, of handling that. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting him completely accurately, but that's basically what he was saying. He said, Terrence Crawford is the kind of person that goes into the ring and says, this is what the hell I'm going to do. What you going to do about it? That's the difference between you two as fighters. Um, and he didn't go on to talk. I don't recall him going on to say who he thought was going to win. I didn't see that part. But he was basically drawing a distinction between the two fighters. You're more of a commander in chief. You're methodical and you wear people down. You figure them out and you just basically dictate things. And in the case of Terrence Crawford, he's like, this is what the hell I'm going to do. And ain't a damn thing you're going to do about it. Do you feel that that makes Terrence Crawford without question your toughest opponent and a fighter you should be weary of more than any fighter you fought in um, your career. Yeah, I mean definitely. Um yeah, I'm worried of him because I feel like, you know, he's he's definitely my my toughest toughest opponent a day. And I'm his toughest opponent a day. And um yeah, uh Sean Porter uh, partially right in that aspect because I am a guy I really I have an idea what I want to do and what I'm gonna do, but I really just don't know until like the first, second round, I get going, then I'll be like, okay, I can do it this way, I can do it that way. And yeah, he partially right with that. The Terrence, you know, he'll do the same thing over and over in each in every fight. You know, he do he do different, you know, slip and you know, catch you with different shots. But basically it's gonna be the same thing where he's gonna outpoint you and then he's gonna catch you sleeping and catch you. And then, you know, you're gonna be out on your feet or something like that with me. You know, I'm more of a, you know, break you down, uh, see what you got, see what you're going to do, and I react off the stuff you do. Last question. Are you out to win this fight, or are you out to show that you're absolutely the best, one of the best who have ever done it? What's your personal agenda walking into Saturday night's fight against Terrence Personal Crawford? agenda in this fight is to dominate. I definitely want to dominate the fight. I'm not satisfied with just a victory, you know, that'd be great. But, you know, my mindset is, is domination. You know, I, I want to dominate, especially a person like Terrence Crawford, who, you know, he's just a mentality and a headstrong dude and, uh, you know, a guy who never been dominated in the professional ranks. And I want to be the first person to do that. A knockout. I asked you earlier whether or not it was going to be a knockout. Would a convincing decision satisfy you, or would a knock? Would anything short? Would it, will it take a knockout to satisfy um, you? I, I convince the win, just punishing him. I feel like somebody getting beat up is way worse than getting knocked out. Because you get knocked out, that guy's not easy to take any punishment, especially if you get knocked out early. But if somebody's just beating on you, beating on you nonstop throughout the rounds, first through 10th, 11 rounds. You know, guys don't come back from that. Guys, you know, your body getting beat down, your head getting beat down, and it just blows after each round. You know, with a knockout, it's just like one shot and it's over. You cool. So. You know how that sounds, right? You know how that sounds, right? It sounds like you want to end his career. That's how it sounds. It sounds like that's what I mean. I want to beat. I want to beat him down. I want to beat him down in a way that he ain't gonna recover from. That 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 nah, that's what you're saying, Errol nah, Spence Jr. Type of fight I am. I just like I like breaking people' will. Like it's different. It's different when you break, got you when you break a grown man, a grown man will. When it's just you and him in the ring, you look at over at his face, 
in the corner and you see that, you know, you breaking them down little by little, especially in the fight where the first, second, third round, they come out tough. They come out doing their thing. Fourth, fifth, they're using their heart. Then later in the round, just, they start getting into a little bit of survival mode and you see like the shots of breaking down on them. He's just mm. breaking down. He might not even breaking down mentally. He's so breaking you- down physically. So you want it to be so he don't even want a rematch. Like, like I'm one and done. I don't want to face this guy again. I mean, he definitely be, be a rematch if, if that's the biggest pain. Okay. All I know is this. If somebody beat my ass for 12 rounds, <laughs> I don't want to see him twice. I mean, yeah, we did. Huh? If we did for some <laughs> fighters, I mean, it's just like basketball. Somebody beat you in basketball. We, we, we see it like it's basketball and football. It's normal to us. Like, I can spar somebody and beat and be punishing this dude. Damn near, like, knock him out. And we'll be talking as the sparring, laughing, and, like, it's cool. But people from the outside just see it as brutal. Like, man, he's just trying to kill this dude. Like, why is he talking to him? Right. Errol Spence Jr., I appreciate your time, man. Good luck Saturday night. You know I'll be there. I promise you I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there for this fight. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this for years. It took too damn long, but thank God it's here right now, man. All the best to you, my brother. And I'll see you Saturday. I'll see you Saturday night. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.